Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to speak to Alison Morris about this other national sport that we have, which is bonfire building. Uh, good morning, Alison. Good morning. Uh, Alison. I've been, you... on, I've, been on a, I've been on a two-week holiday and came back on Sunday just in time for the annual sport of bonfire building, so didn't I time that well? Well, you're, you'll be busy and I hope you have tickets for, 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 Thursday, for Thursday night, but of course it's a bit like the Open. You can go to the practice days as well. And there is so much happening around this. In fairness, you know, is it is it is it okay to say progress has been made on the bonfire front? Tires are being removed. One bonfire has been relocated. I'm talking about East Belfast, but there are others, aren't there, that the council are looking at? I, I know that a lot of people think we have the same debate every year, and nothing ever changes. But things since I have started reporting on these bonfires really have changed. If I go back to 15 or 20 years ago. There were hundreds of these bonfires that were built on interfaces. They were built directly beside peace balls. They were built directly beside people's houses. There was sectarian slogans, sectarian music, the whole lot that went along with it. And the upset that came to that used to have masked men showing up and firing shots at these bonfires. All of that, I think, has been dealt with and calmed down. But we do still have problematic bonfires. There's no no doubt about that. And now the the masked men turn up to take them down. Well, that's exactly it. And the different the, the, the issue is, too, that we live in a very urban place. So if you think about 20 years ago, the amount of waste ground that would have been in Belfast that was post-conflict, nobody particularly wanted to, to invest or to, to build anything here. And now we have a thriving city, so there's less and less places where these bonfires can be built and they're being squeezed into smaller and smaller spaces which puts them closer to businesses or homes and that's when we have bonfires that maybe wouldn't have been controversial in the past that have become quite controversial here in the now and the present but we're only dealing with you know a handful maybe 20 bonfires now whereas in the past we maybe would have been dealing with 50 100 150 problematic bonfires so i suppose it is progress it's not perfect but it is getting better and are the council looking at other bonfires if we look at twitter there's some suggestion from those who are preparing the bonfire celebrations that they're worried that bonfires that don't have any tires in them could be removed by these masked men in the near future or is that scaremongering Belfast City Council have been really proactive in relation to tackling the bonfires. If you go back to 2017, they tried to take an injunction out against a few of the sites where there was problems were in Bloomfield, Walkway and then Inverary. Um, they didn't enact those injunctions and so the injunction remained in place but didn't particularly do anything. Then last year we had a completely different change of tact in relation to the Bloomfield Walkway and in relation to the problematic bonfire clear in place where what they did was they took the landowners, Belfast City Council, 
um, took an injunction against the landowners, which was a bizarre situation, which was the Department of Infrastructure. So here we had one government body going into the High Court to challenge another government body to say, you own that piece of land, they own the roads. You own that road, you own that land, remove that bonfire. So um, at that stage, we've seen mass men coming in with, you know, flatbed lorries and removing the, the bonfire material from Bloomfield and from Clayham Place. That was quite a scene, and I was there reporting on that in East Belfast. It's the first time we've seen anything as dramatic as that. This year, we've had a, a similar situation where we've had several bonfires. So the Bloomfield walkway bonfire is no longer an issue. Instead, those boys moved that out the back of Wise Bays, which a lot of us will be very familiar with over in, over in East Belfast. That was moved last night. So last night there was an agreement, a voluntary agreement with the bonfire builders. They've moved it to waste ground beside the Oval, which I assume is somewhere they've been told that they can safely put it. The big problem on this year appears to be the one in Avenue Leisure Centre. Um, it's on Leisure Centre property. It's on the Leisure Centre car park. It was also filled with tyres. Um, and so the crowd film was saying they were sending in contractors to clear the entire site. Yesterday we've seen, as you were looking on social media or watching the news, the bonfire builders themselves took a decision to remove the tyres from that bonfire. The council have agreed to come and remove those tyres and have them ethically disposed of. But the wood still remains, so there's still a debate as to whether or not the council are still going to send in the contractors to remove what's left of that wood, which is, as I said, is an electric centre car park, or whether or not the fact that the tyres have been taken off is going to be enough to allow that to go, go ahead on Thursday evening. So the jury's still out on that one to some extent. Yeah. Uh, who pays for the transfer from the back of Wiseby's down to the Oval? Is that a, a local arrangement with people with a van and a man? Or is, is, do the council, do we all pay for that? I think what we'll find if we drill down into these things, a lot of it is paid for by us. So we had a bizarre situation a few years ago where there was wood um, being stacked in, the, in an area where the, the local people had objected to it and the, the council had agreed to have it lifted in, in vans and taken away and stored at our expense for the bonfire builders to then give it back to them um, closer to the 12th so that it wasn't lying around looking untidy. But what happened with that is that other bonfire builders found out where it was stored and stole it from the, the, the first bonfire builders. All of this was done at the repairs expense. Think about those tyres, Frank. So there was 1,800 tyres taken out of a bonfire at the London Road in East Belfast. There's also tyres that have now been removed from Avenue Leisure Centre. Those tyres, and I think that this is where we next need to start looking at, is they were clearly part recycle so you go and get your tyres changed in your car you pay a fee to have that tyre ethically disposed of there are definitely and you can see that 1800 tyres aren't found lying around the place there's got to be a situation where we have people who are paid off to dispose tyres who are either through threat or for financial gain handing them over to loyalist bonfires and then we're having to pay to take them away again so you've probably already paid to have your tyre disposed of, your tyre finds itself on the bonfire the council are taking it off the bonfire and we're having to pay again through the rates to have it disposed of again in a proper way because you know the disposal of tyres um, is environmentally unfriendly anyway and it has to be done in a very specific and very expensive way. So are there so, questions I mean, but other questions to be answered by the tyre industry in Northern Ireland, by some, I emphasise, some sections of the tyre industry? 
there is because we're, we I mean I, I don't think that 1800 tires just falls out of anywhere it's not like you know I know that we've had people on during the week talk about sort of nostalgic days at Bonfire building we built a small bonfire at the end of the street you might have found one or two tires lying around a council tip or in someone's back garden you don't find 1800 tires lying around the place they've clearly came from somewhere so the tire industry itself I think and that's what the police should be looking to say these tires will not and should not find themselves on a loyal response rather destroying the environment and and the fact is that I know that we hear a lot about attacks on culture that is an attack on culture you know asthma asthma and respiratory illnesses don't have a religion you know, you don't have Catholic asthma and Protestant asthma you don't have you know people who are suffering from angina who are defined who can live beside a bonfire you just can't and I think that we're at a time when most normal people will accept that you cannot burn um, environmentally damaged and, and toxins which are damaged into your health on a bonfire beside a housing estate and beside where people live. You know, it's 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 not culture. I don't think it's anything to do with loyalist culture. I know that they talk about the beacons and how that was all part of part of loyalist tradition and I think that we need to be careful that we're not seen to be completely trying to eradicate something that some people hold so dear. But it has to be done in a, a safe and environmental way, in a way that isn't damaging, not just to our children, but to everyone's children, to the people who live beside it, to the old people who live beside it. You know, in down of a situation where they're telling people who live in a block of flats that they have to move to a youth hostel 10 miles away because the bonfire is too close. That's unacceptable. I don't think that anyone thinks that in this day and age that's an acceptable expression of anyone's culture. Is there any sign of that one being resolved, or are the people out from the 10th to the 12th? Bizarrely, what we've been told is uh, um, last night when I was talking to someone about that is that they can't source any contractors who are willing to go in and remove it because they're deeming it too much of a threat to go in and do it. Um, if you cast your mind back to last year when you've seen the contractors get into East Belfast and remove that glue and place profile, they weren't from here. I mean, I could hear them speaking. They all had English accents. They were brought into elsewhere to do that. Um, can you imagine the expense of that? The council refused to tell us the expense of that. They said it was commercially sensitive, so we still have no idea how much that up operation cost, what that one imported down should be, it should be removed or at least reduced in size. I think that it's bonkers that you're asking people who live beside you who are meant to be your friends and neighbours to move out of their house because you won't reduce the size or move um, your bonfire. And if all these things were done, I think what we could stop because I don't want to write about this. As I said, I'm going to back my holidays. I don't want to come straight in and start writing about wooden pallets and tyres. You know, it's not hard. Any of us want to spend our year. There is a way of doing this. And, a, and you know, in a way that is fun for the, the young people who want it as part of their tradition, it makes people who think that they're not under attack, but it's also not damage into people's property. And we can start that very slowly. We have to give credit where credit's due. They went in and removed the tires voluntarily in, in Avenue, and that's a positive step. But we still have to look at the bizarre situation where we're building bonfires and leisure centre car parks as well, um, and the damage that, that's causing to that surface and that environment. Um, and all of these things, and maybe where there was talk, I know that Mervyn Gibson a few years ago suggested that sites could be identified and ring-fenced off where they won't be sold off for commercial building and they could be used for celebrations, maybe for people to have festivals during the year at certain times, and then used for bonfires where maybe at one stage people from an area will have one made, you know, bonfire in one area with a festival surrounding it rather than the, you know, the hundreds of small little ones that we have now. Unfortunately, I think it, it became like a competition. And once the, the situation where pallets come into play, it's like Jenga. So you can build those things as tall and as high as you want, whereas years ago you wouldn't have had that. It was basically people collecting you know, rubbish and scrap wood and old wardrobes and mattresses and all sorts of other things. You wouldn't have been able to build them to those sort of skyscraper heights, whereas now they are being built that and the ones that are being 
built to those heights with stuff full of tires. I mean, they're causing untold damage to people's health, and it just can't it can't be allowed. It's not a, it's not an expression I don't think of of culture. And we heard that from a, quite a few loyalist representatives this week, and people like John Kyle saying that it doesn't represent their culture. But I do think that we need to be very careful that there are a lot of very angry young men and young loyalists who feel very disenfranchised and very cut off from politics and very cut off from the situation that we're in now and we need to not make them think that they're further under attack that we can't do this in, in a respectful way and we can give them a wee bit of space to do this every year but not to do it in a way that's damaging to property or damaging to people's homes or damaging to people's house. Just one final question to you Alison you mentioned the English speaking masked people who are the contractors who go in they've been in a few times now to carry out work over the last uh, couple of years they're not available for, for Portadown. In your commentary there, is there a, a suggestion in what you're saying that they are off-duty army or you, you feel they're just uh, English people who come in to, to drive the diggers? There was no, I don't think that the ones who came in last year were off-duty army, but there was an indication that they were a company that did involve people who were ex-military. The, the, the tires that were moved this week from, from London Road off of Ravenhill um, I don't believe that they were outside contractors, but, but I mean, think about the, the, you know, the bizarre situation is that for them to come in and remove those tyres, the registration plates had to be taken off all their vehicles and they wore masks so that they couldn't be identified. And they didn't do that just for the good of their health. They didn't, you know, go in to do, you know, to remove tyres and black pile them on the back of a van with balaclavas on them for no reason. They did it because there is considered by police and by everyone else to be a threat to their life if they go in and remove this. Um, and so we have to think about the cost of that because you're not going to give, send your company and your workers up to do something as dangerous as that without them being adequately paid. And all that cost comes back to us. So that's all out of our rates. That's all something okay. that could have been put to much good use for those young people. The young people are standing that one for that's their leisure facilities are paid for it, that's in money, you know. It is it is quite a story. People who are looking in on it can't really believe what they're seeing. But uh, then this is Northern Ireland. Uh, Alison, uh, thank you very much indeed. O two eight nine oh treble three one oh five contractors not available to go in to port it down. Maybe there isn't the will to go into port it down to resolve that issue. Maybe they feel that if they did go in, it would uh, spark something uh, worse than they have at the moment. The removal of families to a youth hostel so as the fire can proceed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colours to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.